Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Krzybowski, and today is a Blind Entrepreneurship bonus episode brought to you by Penji, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision to profitability. This week's episode is from a community conversations that features Aaron Darcy, who is a invitation coordinator for the Mankind Project in Philadelphia. MKP is an organization that provides support, resources, and personal development guidance for the men in our communities. In their conversation, Aaron speaks on how an absent father can be a benefit, the life-changing support groups he is a part of, and breaking unhealthy cycles for his children. This has been by far one of the best and most successful community conversations that we have aired. Uh, It is labeled as Community Conversations Changing the World One Man at a Time, featuring Aaron Darcy. And as always, at any time, please reach out to me directly at J on any social media platform or head over to tbeshow.com and drop a comment on this week's episode. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on today's episodes of Community Conversations. Um, I'm here with our, our good friend, Aaron Darcy, of uh, the Invitation Coordinator of the Mankind Project. Um, He's originally from Houston, Texas, and he's been here in Philly for about eight years now. I just learned that. Um, And he's doing a lot of of great things in the community for uh, specifically for the men in our community. So, um, Aaron, you want to tell people exactly what your role is for the Mankind Project and and what it is as a whole? Yeah, um, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me having me here first. Um, So. The Mankind Project is an organization that's been around for since the late 80s, um, and it's basically a support organization for men, um, and we're all over the world. Um, And so my role as invitation coordinator is to invite men to take a different look at um, ways of being out there as a man. Uh, there's stereotypes of men aren't allowed to cry or get angry or suppress your feelings. And then what happens is I look around the world myself and I see how all that suppressing of feelings comes out sideways all over the world. Yeah. Um, in families. And I could go on and on about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we teach men is a safe place where it is okay to be mad. It is okay to be sad. Um, and be accountable for their actions. And so as my role is, I invite men to kind of take a different look at a different way of being as a man. Yeah, Um, and you actually made a really good point that uh, the conditioning of how men are supposed to behave starts at a very young age, um, just from gender identity and also from from an emotional standpoint. Um, Were those things that affected you when you were young and what was kind of like your your upbringing? Were you um, were you allowed to cry in your household? Were your parents, you know, tuned in with like your mental health and things like that? Or what was the, what was the vibe? Right. So uh, good question. I, I was raised by mom. Dad wasn't around at all. Um, and so what I found myself at a young age is almost having to um, not be a kid, right? Mm-hmm. To step up into being grow a up fast. Yeah. Yeah. Grow up fast. And um, you know, being raised by my mom, which was wonderful, and um, and the, no offense, but moms know how to raise boys, men know how to raise men, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so what I've seen in, um, in our society is boys don't cry, 
you know, suck up those tears and don't get so excited, you know, don't be mm-hmm. overly happy, uh, calm mm-hmm. down. So those are the, the, you know, the words that are given to young boys and then they take that and continue through their life. Yeah. How have you been able to, to break that cycle within your own household and with your, your two uh, children? Uh, great question. So one, um, I, I've told my dad this uh, now since I went through um, the, the men's work and the weekend that we have is I thanked him. I said, what a mm. gift you gave me for not being around in my life for, you know, all my life. Um, for at least the first 18 years, he was wow. nowhere to be found, you know, yeah. and what a gift he gave me because um, it made me be a, a stronger, I don't want to say better, but parent differently than uh, if I had him all, all the time. So I've raised my, both my son, who's 22, and my daughter, 15, to break the cycle of what I was taught of, you know, it's not okay to have feelings and all, all those things um, and teach them to share and share and as much as they can. Um, mm. We have a very open relationship with me and my children. Yeah. You mentioned that you thanked your, your dad for not being around. Um, and I'm sure that was a hard conversation to have. What was his reaction to the things that you, that you said to him? Um, so he also, I think, later on in his life decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go start looking at myself and some of my the, the behaviors and the way I showed up in my life. And so he went into this men's work, the Mankind Project, probably a few months before me. Mm-hmm. And then he called me up. He's like, hey, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I told him, he got it. He got it. What, what a gift he gave me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't blame him. There's no you know, blame or shame. And um, he understood it. He got it completely and, and knows that because of that conversation and the work we do, I can then break the chains and the break the cycle going forward with my kids and then they can with theirs as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's something that we see a lot um, is single parent households, whether it's just mom or just dad. Um, on the flip side of the gift that you feel like he gave you by not being around, are there things you feel like you missed out on or are lacking because of his absence? Uh, yeah, the, and that, that part of, you know, one, I really don't know what I'm, I'm, I mm. don't know, right? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, you know, going to being young and going out to events and all those kids have a mom and a dad, you right. know? Um, huh, why don't I got one of those? What did I do wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you blamed your, you blamed yourself when you were young. You thought it was something yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, obviously I'm not wanted, right? Um, mm-hmm. if he's not here yeah. and I have five other brothers and sisters, but they all lived in California. So he saw them all the time. I lived on the mm-hmm. other side of the country and yeah. never saw them. So uh, what is your, your background before you started the, the Mankind Project? Where you, did you go to college? Where you, did you have a business? What were you doing? Yeah, so I, it was after high school, I went and stayed with my dad um, in California before I went off to college. Um, and that was the time that I went and he introduced me to the Mankind Project. Um, and I did a, um, a weekend retreat, which we still do to this day. And that was back in 93. Mm-hmm. So um, I went and did that. And then I went off to college. Um, general studies, it, it you know, um, 
I learned more about partying and playing around than I did yeah. about work. Same. Um, <laughs> so then what I've done since then is I worked my way up uh, through corporate America, through shipping and receiving all the way up to planning, planning manager at a major um, company that makes uh, incontinence products. And being in corporate America for 17, 18 years and just wasn't fitting. It's not why I'm put on this earth. And so I, I looked for something where I could help people like I do in this men's work, where I believe I'm making a difference in people's lives. And I quit my job and became a handyman. Mm. So that's, um, and that was about two and a half years ago. Why did you to see the actual difference I make for people? You know? Okay. And that was the reason why you decided to get into that type of work? Yeah, just because I loved... I love going on these men's weekends and sitting in men's circles and seeing the profound change mm. on men's lives. And so I wanted to do that with my life. And how do I do that and get money? Because Mankind Project's all volunteer, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Gotcha. So how can I do that and make money and handyman fit right in there? Got you. I, I read the, uh, some of the New York Times article that you shared about one of the Mankind Project sessions where there were men of all different ages and races and they were sitting in a circle and they were expressing all these things. One was like about their relationship. One was about uh, his health was deteriorating as, as he was getting older. And it seemed like they were um, being open about things that they may not have been able to express in their lives or with their partners or with their children. Um, so can you explain kind of how these sessions work and what are some of the, the things that you've seen and, and how it's been able to impact the men in our community? Yeah, um, so the overall uh, statement that Mankind Project, um, I, I guess, mission is changing the world one man at a time, mm -hmm. um, which I truly believe we do. Uh, so there's several different things. We have um, men's circles all around the globe. Uh, here in the Philadelphia area, I want to say 20, um, that meet sometimes Monday nights, Tuesday, you know, all different nights um, all around the area. Um, and then we also have a men's weekend, uh, which we host here in Philadelphia. Actually, it's up in New Hope two to three times a year. Uh, we have one coming up in December and another one in February. And so we have that as well. And then after the weekend, we invite men to come to um, more training about how to sit in circle with men um, and what that looks like. Uh, and then a international, we also have a online men's, I wanna say like a Zoom call like we're doing here, mm -hmm. um, where men from all over the world get on this call, I think it's three sessions for about an hour um, and they do men's work. Mm. You know, uh, and so what that looks like is men supporting men, um, you know, connecting with me, many men comment that it's good to know that they are not alone in the world after doing something. Wow. Like that, you know, that's awesome. And do you think that the barriers of, I guess you would call it toxic masculinity or not being able to share your feelings with other men are kind of broken down um, now through through the work that you're doing? Oh, and, how, oh, yeah. and how do you break those barriers, especially in like the early sessions? How do you kind of break the ice so people are feel comfortable sharing? It's amazing. So I do um, these uh, things called introduction to heart work or introduction to men's work. Um, 
and what we do there is we do a simple check-in. Yeah, mm -hmm. hi, I'm, I'm Aaron from Phoenixville or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then we go around and talk about what it's like to um, share, talk about different feelings. And within an hour, men are saying stuff and that to complete strangers mm. because we've created a safe container where we know everything in this room stays in this room. Yeah. Um, so confidentiality is important. Um, and then also that we invite men if, Hey, if some man says something and resonates with you, just kind of raise your hand. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I know that one too. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's different at different things. On the men's weekends, we create a whole process of how to um, allow men to get closer into their feelings, more into their heart, and away from all the kind of macho Bravado, toxic yeah. masculinity that mm -hmm. goes on out there. And we're not talking about, hey, how about them eagles? Or right, right. We're talking about <laughs> how, how do you feel and what's coming up for you? You know. Gotcha. Are there any challenges that you've that you faced um, throughout your time uh, with the Mankind Project or any things like kind of like obstacles that you that you've had to get over? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, the only obstacle I see is um, men not, you know, it's I judge it's hard for men to actually open up and share or, or they, they, they think I uh, sitting in a circle that's a bunch of crap going to this men's weekend. That's, mm. that's dumb. And really for me, what it is, they're scared. I mean, it's scary to really touch down into the depths of our, of what's coming up for us. And, you know, mom didn't love me or dad beat me or, you know, mm. I, I was sexually abused or whatever it was. Um, it's scary for men. Um, and so that's the only thing it's getting past that, uh, the gatekeeper, I would call it, you know, um, of what society is placed and those walls that society's put in front of us, some of us, yeah. um, and getting through that so we can actually see the man um, be authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. Who actually leads the sessions or are they kind of the, the men themselves? They kind of just go around and talk. Yeah. So it's the, uh, we, at each circle, um, at men's circles, there's probably um, men that have, gone through the training, have gone through different trainings, have staffed different weekends. And so they have a lot of experience based on that. And probably a lot of them, I know some guys have done outside work outside of, um, you know, Mankind Project. On the men's weekends, we have leaders um, that's about four or five leaders and then different levels and stages of men you know, I've staffed 23 weekends myself. Some guys, it might be their first. Other guys, they've staffed over 100 weekends. Mm -hmm. So um, the men have been trained in these weekends. They have been peer-reviewed by other men in throughout the country or throughout the world. Um, and only those that get a now's your time to be a full leader are allowed to go through. So it's basically the men sit in front of a panel of other men being judged. Mm -hmm to see if they're okay. ready to, to do this. Well, I was going to ask, are there any like mental health professionals that are part of it that are kind of guiding them through this? And is this something that people, uh, is the organization something that people use in place of therapy or is it completely, completely Those are different? Good questions. I, I, uh, being the invitation coordinator, I, I probably see for every 30 men that go through a weekend, I'll see five to 10 men 
being referred to us from their therapists. Okay, gotcha. Um, this, this, the training and men's support groups does not replace mm. you know, therapy. Okay. Um, I believe that um, therapy is very important and needed in, in our society. Um, so this is, what this does help though, is to kind of break down those walls, as I was saying, so men can kind of get into their heart and it may actually enhance their therapy sessions, you know, because mm. um, now they, they're, they've been vulnerable um, and real, maybe for the first times in their lives. Right. Um, and we have, I would say every profession in the world has gone through a men's weekend at some point from mm. some famous actors to psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, you know, um, men from all over, handymen. Mm. <laughs> Do you have any stories, specific stories of impact that you can share or how uh, or growth that you've seen from maybe one particular person or? Um, I had thousands of stories. Um, I'll, I'll say I talked to a man yesterday and um, he called me up because he said his brother-in-law is interested in, um, is told him a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. And he lives out in Chicago or something. He said, and, and here's the thing. He goes, I've heard about this men's work. I've heard about Mankind Project. And the only reason I'm calling because I'm intrigued by it is I've watched my brother-in-law shift in the way he fathers, the way mm. he owns his actions and is accountable for uh, his decisions and his choices. And he goes, I've never seen anything like that in my life. He goes wow. like, he's a, it's almost as if he's a new man. Mm. And the man said, and I'm going through some stuff in my life and I want some of that. Like I, I want to be able to do that with my children, you know, yeah. and, and this man was 72 years old. Wow. And he still wants to do work on, him, on himself. So yeah. things like that happen all the time. So are, are, what are some of the tools that you would say or soft skills that they walk away with? I know you said being held accountable or taking accountability. What are some other things that you walk away with? So um, one of the biggest things that we, um, every man walks away with is a mission. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what that might look like is, um, so for instance, mine currently, and I'm, I'm in the process of changing it is, um, I co-create a world of trust and love by standing in my power and truth. And so every man walks away with his mission and a mission is something that's so big that I'll probably never get to see it in my lifetime. Mm. And so we start with that. So then I can also then go, okay, today, am I living my mission? Or am I living my shadow mission? Am I coming from a place of shadow? And the shadow is that part of us that we hide, repress, and deny. Mm -hmm. Maybe that part of us that snaps at our partner when they say something, uh, instead of listening with compassion and understanding. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe men walk away with mission. They walk away with a new sense of themselves. Um, and then we teach them accountability. And, and again, being a being in integrity with themselves and accountable for their actions. From uh, the sessions that you may have sat in on or the feedback that you've gotten from the members, what are some of the biggest issues that men are dealing with in their lives that we may not know about? Hmm. It amazes me every weekend um, that I go and staff how many men have been abused. Wow. Um, yeah. Sexually, physically, and 
So to me, seeing these men go through this weekend and trying to heal from their past, from their childhood, mm -hmm. or maybe even from their, you know, teenage or early 20s of either sexual abuse or physical abuse um, is amazing. Because one of the things I believe we do is once we heal those wounds, we may be able to break the cycle. And so we don't pass it on to the next and to the next. Right. Yeah. Um, that surprises me. You know, I, 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 and so what I, what I judge is, you know, um, there's physical and emotional and sexual abuse to women out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, most of it is caused by men. Yeah. Maybe men that have been abused physically. So, so it's all about breaking that cycle. Mm, that's incredible. Um, and they they feel comfortable enough to to share that and relate to the other men who may be going through that too. And they get tools to cope with it. I'm assuming. Yeah, they get so they get one. They've got a network of men all over the world, right? Um, mm. I, I lived in Georgia for seven years. Um, started staffing some weekends down there, and I came up to Philadelphia. I knew nobody, mm -hmm. and and so all I did is I looked up. Hey, where's the local MKP group? And now I have some of the best friends I've ever had in my life. Wow. You know, um, I talk to some of them every day. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just to check in and say, hey. And most of the time, it's not, hey, how about them eagles? Yeah, it's, yeah. Hey, what's going on for you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah. So yeah. How, many, how many branches are there at the moment? Branches. Um, that's a great question. I have a cheat sheet here that I'm going <laughs> to. Nice. Um, so there's um, across the country. We have over 700 men's groups. Um, there's 103 U.S. communities, which mm -hmm. means sometimes, like, I know um, we have Philadelphia, and then there, I, either there might be Western Pennsylvania. So okay. I know there's so many states, but there's 103 U.S. Um, and then there's, we're in, I forget how many countries off the top of my um off the top of my head, but there it says, let's see, yeah, I don't know, off the top of my head, but we're we're in many, many countries. We just started in Mexico several this last year. Yeah. They're looking at Brazil and Portugal and you know. Wow. So people are coming together to create their own branches in their cities or in their country if there's not one already. Right. I just had a man come from Norway and staff this last week and we had up in New Hope. Um, and he has weekends out there. He just wanted to go staff somewhere else. Mm -hmm. so I've staffed in California and uh, Carolinas. And so men go and travel and staff in different places on our men's weekends. Yeah. What do you, uh, what's one thing that you've had to unlearn or a bad habit that you had to get rid of in the process of doing your work? Oh, wow. You ask a good question there. <laughs> um, something to unlearn. Um, It's, that's a that's a good one because I've, I've unlearned a lot um and i'm still and i'm still unlearning so a lot of it is um what's the shadow that drives my behavior and my choices so what is it that when i come from my shadow uh space uh what's it really about because usually one of the things is if i'm pissed off at somebody mm -hmm. it usually has nothing to do with them 
it has to do with my own projection and what's going on for me. Yeah. And it probably reminded me of something that happened when I was seven. Mm. You know? So like taking time and taking a breath before I go attack somebody and really looking at what's going on for me. Yeah. And um, what do you enjoy most about, about the work that you do? Uh, watching men's lives change. I, it's, it's one of my, um, it is my passion in my life is after a men's weekend, about a week later, we do something called the homecoming. So the men are, that just went through the weekend are invited to bring their family and friends um, and then share their experience. And then sometimes the families, the partners or their children will get up and say something. Mm. And the last one we did a couple of weeks ago, this nine-year-old boy got up and I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. He said, I'm wow. just so happy for my dad for doing his work and trying to be a better father. I mean, yeah. it was beautiful. That's and awesome. So that, that warms my heart. It's, yeah. And after a weekend when I see that and then every single man stands up and says what they got out of the weekend and how their lives have changed in one week. Mm. So what's the average amount of time that someone stays a part of the, the program? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, average is hard for me because mm. um, if we have in the Philadelphia community, this year we have had 67, about 80 men go through the, the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say maybe 20 of them are still involved and uh, going to circle, maybe even 40 of them. So maybe 50%. Um, you know, what I find is um, men do the work, they touch what they needed to touch, and then they go and find other things in their lives to do or go back to their normal life. Yeah. And I say normal, but go back to the way they may have been. And I don't know that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, if I, I, what my want would be is everybody, every man out there sit in a circle of other men, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great way to heal. What are some things that you do for your own self-care and, and mental health outside of the, the Mankind Project? How do you kind of recharge and, you know, make sure that you're, you're mentally healthy too? Um, I'm, I'm a nature guy. So going out mm. into the woods, uh, taking either the dogs for a walk or going without the dogs, because sometimes that's a lot of work. <laughs> um, it, being in front of a lake or the ocean, mm -hmm. um, water is very soothing. Um, yeah. But really, nature. Nature is where I go and um, take a hike and, or, and uh, connect with Mother Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if someone wants to get involved with the Mankind Project, whether it's on the volunteer side or if they just want to come sit in a circle or go on a weekend retreat, how do they get involved? That's a great question. Um, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, if they want to just like an introduction to hey, I want to sit in the comfort of my house. Mm -hmm. Let me see what this is all about. They could go to themenswork.org. And okay. so that's where it's an online course. It's three weeks. Sometimes they're Sundays or Mondays. I think they have different dates. Um, and there's a, there is a small fee there, but it's an hour and a half sessions led by skilled facilitators to really dive in deep, to kind of give them a taste. Mm -hmm. um, if men want to check out uh, mkp.org. Uh, we also have mankindpride.org for our GBTQ brothers. 
um, or mm. Hooks. Um, yeah. And we actually have a gateway weekend coming up in December, which is a, a weekend that is really uh, designed around GBTQ people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that one's filling up right now. Uh, mm -hmm. We obviously have the Facebook page, which is MKP Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and they can contact me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you plan to scale for the future? What are some of your, your goals that you, that you have? For me, um, so I just recent I sit in two different circles. One circle um, is in the King of Prussia area. One's out near Phoenixville. And I created the one out in Phoenixville area uh, with another couple of guys because I saw a need for circles out this way. So my way of expanding is, is now starting another circle somewhere else and then let, running that one for a year and being involved in that one and then go and find another place and start another men's circle because that's mm. what I believe is where a lot of the healing's done is sitting in circle with men um, talking about what's coming up for them or yeah. supporting other men on what's coming up for those guys. Cause sometimes watching another man do his work about what's going on may go, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm dealing with the same thing. Yeah. yeah. This is incredible. I'm glad we got a chance to highlight uh, the work that you're doing and highlight the mission um, because we all have men in our lives that uh, I believe will be, um, could benefit from something like this. So um, I hope that everyone out there who's watching and listening uh, contacts you or, or goes to the website so that they can find out more. We're also going to tag the Facebook page as well. Um, so Aaron, thanks again for, for joining us and sharing the story and, and all your um, insightful information. And to everyone else who's watching and listening, have a safe and productive rest of your day. Thanks so much. Take care.